Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. That's where you hear us live. You can do the podcast right here on our website or on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can hear ours. But it's a good idea also to keep it right here on our website and listen here. But if you like Spotify, go there. Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor. It's on all of them. We're everywhere. Much to the chagrin of liberals everywhere. That we're everywhere. Everywhere is our theme this morning. We're everywhere. We're certainly more with it than Biden is. Tucker Carlson last night had a source that revealed some very disturbing information regarding Biden, and we're going to give that to you as we go along this morning. More fallout is coming from the trip, the ill-fated trip to wherever it was, Saudi Arabia. (laughs) That, That was such a joke. Can you imagine how bad that turned out? I mean, it's really kind of laughable, but it did turn out that badly. Hard to believe that one group of idiots could go over there and do that. But they did. Fist bumping a guy they claimed was a pariah and a murderer, begging him for oil, being rejected. And according to the Saudis, didn't even bring it up in front of the full council of whatever they are. Muhas, mullahs, crown princes and... The rest of the gang didn't even bring it up. (laughs) So let's see. He went all the way to Saudi Arabia, embarrassed himself with a fist bump, didn't get any oil, didn't get any jobs for Americans, didn't get anything except more embarrassment. He did get that. You're going to hear a contentious exchange this morning on this Roe versus Wade from some English television anchor. She's a kook and an arrogant, pompous little ass. And a lady by the name of Lila Rose, who is pro-life, and she puts this woman in her place. The liberals continue their fear-mongering. Now it's climate change. It'll be COVID before the election, though, trust me. Elise Stefanik weighs in on the Pelosi 
crime family and their stock purchases, though the Speaker of the House issued a statement saying she doesn't know anything about it. Doesn't know anything about her husband taking a $1 to $5 million bet on a bill that's going to be passed. By who? His wife. They don't know about This is like Biden. He doesn't know about Hunter's business dealings, never spoke to him once. Pelosi doesn't know what her husband's doing. Just so happens to be buying interest in a company that's going to benefit greatly from a bill that she's going to pass. Stunning that they don't talk. Stunning. That's not exactly the Democrats who claim that they're for the families and for the working people. Apparently their family values leave a lot to be desired. They never talk. Father to son doesn't talk. Husband and wife don't talk. And other wife, Jilly, puts her husband on drugs. It's a great family story, the liberals are. You want to have a family? Pattern it after the liberals, and you'll have nothing but chaos and destruction. Porky Pig and Gavin Newsom are the two frontrunners in the liberal party to replace Biden. Imagine that. Porky Pig from the desolate state of Illinois, which he's run into financial and criminal ruin, and California, the state Gavin Newsom has run into financial and criminal ruin. So much so that California has the most people leaving the state in the country. You know who's third? Illinois. New York fits right in between them. California, Illinois. More people leaving their state than any in the country with a possible exception of New York. And these are the two guys the Democrats put up there as the frontrunners. And I can tell you they're frontrunners because Newsom was seen hanging out at the White House, grabbing attention like the whore that he is, and Fat Boy was up in New Hampshire spewing his lies. Why New Hampshire? It's the first stop on the campaign trail. Newt Gingrich is going to be along to tell you the danger of the whack jobs. Jason Whitlock will tell you about the audition for a sitcom that is Newsom and Pritzker. Bernie Sanders hates Joe Manchin. Bernie Sanders also hates the United States, so it's not that big of a deal. Governor Abbott and uh, Arizona's Governor Ducey have put busloads, tens of busloads in Abbott's case, hundreds of busloads of illegal aliens on buses to Washington, D.C., where they've been deposited like the garbage that they are, and they're now homeless on the streets of Washington, D.C., and uh, good old uh, Mayor Bowser, you know, (laughs) that mayor doesn't like it. Funny how she was all for illegal immigration until it found its way to her doorstep. And now she doesn't like it. Now she tells Biden it's his problem. I love these liberals, man. They will cut each other's throat on a dime. Boom. Dr. Marty McCary is going to tell you why the parents have not responded to injecting their children with an experimental drug, <laughs> despite the best efforts of Biden and his band of thieves and criminals. Harriet Hageman is a woman who's running against Liz Cheney in Wyoming for her congressional seat, and she will sum up the Democrats for you perfectly while she enjoys a huge lead in the polls over Cheney. University of Pennsylvania, we told you yesterday, had nominated Leah Thomas as its NCAA Woman of the Year. Now, this is a guy 
who's swimming against other women, taking away all of their medals and championships. In fact, won one race recently. The second place finisher was over two laps, two laps behind, not two seconds, two laps behind. We'll hear from an Ivy League mom and a former NCAA swim champion, female swim champion. There was a hero in Indiana at a mall shooting. It wasn't the police. It wasn't a liberal. We'll tell you all about that. And China has purchased property in North Carolina. They want to put a mill on the property. I said it right, a mill. But they have promised, in addition and we can always take them at their word, that they will not spy on anyone. So that's good enough for me. The Chinese say they won't spy. Anybody have an objection? Just about everybody except liberals. Scary thought, isn't it? The Chinese, and by the way, it's not just any land. It's land right next to a very sensitive Air Force base for the United States Air Force. So we've got the Chinese buying land right next door to this sensitive air base, and they promise they won't spy, and we can thank them for that promise. Thank you, Chinese. (laughs) They're not going to spy. They said so. Biden's not going to raise taxes. He said so. Biden's not going to ruin your life. He said so. Biden's going to unify the country. He said so. You're going to be much better off driving an electric car. Biden said so. Your kids will be much better off taking an experimental drug that's killing people. Biden said so. Your kids are going to be much better off learning at age three about why they should change sexes. Biden said so. Your kids age seven are better off knowing that as a white girl or boy, They should be ashamed of themselves for the rest of their lives because they're white. Biden said so. And the converse, the blacks of that age, should feel ashamed because they're oppressed. Biden said so. So we've learned that we can take these people at their word. Never do they lie. Pelosi says she knows nothing about her husband's stock purchases. She said so. Why would we think they're lying? Liberals don't lie. Only about as often as the Chinese. So, in, in other words, every time their lips are moving. It's amazing, isn't it? Hey, by the way, if you're out on the golf course this morning, I hope on your way to the Baldwin Golf Course, for instance, that you stopped at Taco Bell, one of your locally owned and operated Taco Bells, and took advantage of their breakfast menu where they have a dollar crave menu, and you can get a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. It doesn't stop there. You can get a double-stuffed taco for a dollar, a grande burrito, a buck. They have a $5 Crave menu, too, if you're a little hungrier. But for all of these meals, you can find enough change in your sofa cushions or your change compartment in your car. And don't lie, everybody has one. And you can afford your meal at Taco Bell. It's the best place to go for that reason alone, but you also get a large amount of food for your buck. Any one of the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations, breakfast quesadilla is under $2. Even if you put steak on them, they're still under 3 Two different AM Crunchwraps under $3. A Grande Scrambler under $3. I support locally owned and operated businesses. Keep that money right here in our marketplace. Here's where they are. 
the Taco Bell locations that are locally owned and operated in our area. Chesterfield Valley, Washington, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, the home, well, Columbia and Waterloo. There's one in each, the home of Ann Breyer Golf Course. Decatur, the state capital, Springfield, but you better get there before Porky Pig eats them all up. Carbondale, the home of the Salukis. DuCoin, the home of the State Fair. Troy, named after my son. Salem, Jerseyville. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. All right, let's get into it. Biden, back in 2019, had some strong words for the crown prince in Saudi Arabia. Now, remember, this is not too long after the murder of, I guess, what was his name, Tashagi? Some some guy from Saudi Arabia that worked for the Washington Post was lured into the Saudi Arabian embassy in Washington on the guise of somehow getting his divorce finalized, some, some such thing. Well, when he went in there, he never came out except in a suitcase in different pieces. And evidence points to the crown prince as having ordered the murder. I guess nobody's ever proven it conclusively. But it was ordered, at least so they say. Biden, I suppose, not realizing that he was going to soon end our energy independence, decided to utter these words about the crown prince back in 2019. Khashoggi was, in fact, murdered and dismembered, and I believe in the order of the crown prince. And I would make it very we were not going to, in fact, sell more weapons to them. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. There's very little social redeeming value of the in the present uh, government in Saudi Arabia. A pariah. So Khashoggi is the guy who was murdered. But he's a pariah, the crown prince. And then there was Biden getting ready to go to Saudi Arabia last week to get on hand and foot and beg, beg not only for forgiveness for those horrible words, but for oil. But Biden wasn't going there for that purpose, he said, before he left. I'm not going to meet with, I'm not going to meet with MBS. I'm going to an international meeting. <laughs> he said so. So you have to believe him. I mean, he said so. He wasn't going to meet with the crown prince. He was going to an international meeting. And yet, as soon as he saw the crown prince, they fist bumped like old high school chums. The fist bump heard round the world. From Wuhan, Willie Otella Biden to the crown prince. And Biden came back with as much as he went over there with, except perhaps less. Less dignity from a guy who had no dignity. Less credibility from a guy who had no credibility. So it wasn't a worthwhile trip. Rand Paul, the senator from Kentucky, was astounded that Biden would go over to Saudi Arabia, fly all those miles, put his carbon footprint all over the place for no reason with Air Force One flying around, beg for oil from a what Biden called a pariah, rather than 
calling on a couple of states right here in the United States. Rather than traveling to Saudi Arabia, he should be traveling to Texas or North Dakota, and he should be talking about asking our country to ramp up supply instead of begging and bowing down to the Saudis and asking them to bump up their supply. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, when Donald Trump was president, we were energy independent, and despite the claims of some liberals, including a liberal brother of mine, we are not energy independent. And if you think we are, you're a nutcase. You belong in a nuthouse. And you'll believe anything anyone tells you. If we're energy independent, why is Biden going over there begging for oil? I could stop there. But if we're energy independent, why are we paying $5 a gallon for gas? And because it's come down temporarily, Biden wants to take a victory lap. It's only temporary because those are the effects of the strategic oil reserves. That's going to go away shortly. But they wanted it to come down, and they want it to come down as the midterms approach. The closer the midterms get, perhaps the less you'll be paying for gas, only to see an unbelievable spike as soon as the voting ballots are counted. (laughs) It's the Democratic way. If anybody isn't on to their game by now, you, you don't deserve to live, honestly. You're too stupid to live. You should just go somewhere on a mountaintop and just hang out until you go. Because you're too dumb to infect the rest of us. You talk about COVID. If someone's that stupid, I don't want to catch that stupidity. If you're not onto their game by now, good grief. But isn't it interesting how Biden blamed Putin, greedy oil companies, and anybody else, consumers, for the gas hikes and never blamed himself for his policies. But now that the gas came down about 20 cents, he's taking a victory lap, telling us it was all him. So if I understand him right, when gas prices go up, it's not his fault. But if they come down even a teensy, leensy little bit, it's glory to him. Glory to Joe Wuhan Willie. I think I do understand him right. I mean, we should give him credit. He said so. That's our theme for the day, if you haven't caught that. He said so. John Cornyn, not my favorite person, a never-Trumper and an anti-Trumper, weighed in on the Biden trip. Well, if I can paraphrase an old song, he's looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, if he wants to uh, you know, try to appease Mohammed bin Salman after some of the things that uh, Saudi Arabia has done, um, um, it was a little embarrassing, frankly, to watch the president go over there and essentially hat in hand and ask for something that we could produce right here in America. We can produce it right here in America. We proved that with Donald Trump as president. But Biden refuses to do that, despite the fact that he's told the whole country he's doing everything in his power to bring gas prices down. And we can believe that because, altogether class, he said so. So what's to not believe? He said so. Don't ever doubt that he's doing all that he can because he said so. Even though the pipeline remains closed, fracking remains banned, drilling on federal land remains banned, but he said so. Maybe he says these things, all of these lies, because he just doesn't know any better. After all, we've long suspected that every time he made a public appearance, he had been drugged because he didn't know what day it is. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's running for. He said he ran for the Senate when he was running for the presidency. 
So he didn't know a lot of things, including his whereabouts, including the invisible man that he shook hands with. He didn't know who that was. He just shook his hand, invisible though the guy may have been. Now we find out what we always suspected was true. Tucker Carlson has a source who informed him of Biden and what Biden's wife has been up to. Joe Biden was suffering from such severe dementia during the 2020 presidential campaign that his wife and his staff medicated him before his public appearances. We're not guessing about that. We spoke directly to an eyewitness who saw it happen multiple times. That means that everyone around Joe Biden has known perfectly well for more than three years that he is incapable of serving as president. And yet knowing that, they foisted him on the country anyway. Why did they do that? Well, of course, to carry out a task, to carry out the revolution, to end the historic protections of free speech and self-defense in the United States, to hobble domestic energy production, to scramble gender roles until no one can think clearly, and then hook the middle class on federal handouts. That was his job. Like certain species of marsupials, Joe Biden's task was to do one big thing, in his case, change the country forever, and then disappear. We've reached the disappearing part right about now. Now, don't feel stupid if you don't know what a marsupial is. I don't either. I should know, probably, but I don't. I was, wasn't paying attention in class that day. It has something to do with humans, I think, or something. Of, I don't know. But we're all marsupials, I guess. But not only did Jilly drug her husband, how many times have I said on this show that the person that should be the most shamed by all of this is her? She's the one whose ego was so huge that she couldn't stand the fact that he couldn't run, so she propped him up like a weekend at Bernie's, dead though he may have been from the neck up, and ran him for president because she hated Trump, and she wanted power. Remember who wanted power here. She wanted power. Biden doesn't even know what he's doing, so his thirst for power is up for grabs. She wanted power. She thinks she's next in line for the presidency. That's why she keeps giving speeches. She was not deterred by her breakfast tacos comment regarding Hispanics last week. She went on another speaking tour Saturday up in Maine. I guess if you go on a speaking uh, tour in Maine, you're probably not going to be heard from for a while. So maybe that's what she thought. But because she's so stupid, the word got out. And here's what she claimed about the failures of her husband's regime. The president had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do. But every time you turned around, he had to address the problems of the moment. He's he's just had so many things thrown his way. Who would have ever thought about what happened with the Supreme Court Overturning Roe versus Wade. <laughs> so I'm going to try to understand her line of thinking here. Dr. Jilly claims the ineptitude of her husband, who's demented beyond belief, beyond repair. The problems he's encountered were something they couldn't see coming. I mean, after all, there aren't daily problems when you're the president, are there? I guess there are. But the Bidens, and only the Bidens, didn't think there were. She's just stunned by all of this because all of the good things Joey wanted to do were hampered by all of the problems that he encountered along the way. I mean, Roe versus Wade stopped him from making us energy independent. That's the logic that she's using, of course, flawed though it may be. Roe versus Wade stopped us from bringing gas prices down. Roe versus Wade stopped us from embarrassing ourselves internationally through the Biden crime family. 
She didn't address, I noticed, her role in the Biden crime family. She didn't address her husband's role in the Biden crime family. When she said he had so many plans and so many things to do, did she mean shake down more countries for millions of dollars for the Biden crime family? And Roe versus Wade got in the way of that? Or when she says so many problems they encounter every day, was it because certain responsible media reporters from the New York Post decided to report accurately and continuously on the Hunter Biden laptop? Is that what she meant? Things just got in our way. We couldn't shake down other countries anymore. That's a bunch of crap. He's the president. I'm the first lady, the president in waiting. That's what she believes. She's not, of course, but she believes that. So now we find out that it is true that our president, the guy that got 80 million votes, is being drugged and was being drugged throughout his campaign every time he made a public appearance. And we can read into that that he still is. It's not helping much. They need to change the drugs. I'm told by friends of mine that the marsupial is a baby and our research assistant, a baby kangaroo in its mom's pouch. Tucker needs to stop that. He's talking way over my head. Stop it. I'm starting to feel like Joe Biden all of a sudden. But every time the guy has spoken, drugged up, he makes no sense. Now, when I have an illness and I get a prescription from the doctor, if it doesn't work after a few days... I call the doctor and I say, can you send me something different? This isn't working. I'm sure that most of you do the same. Makes common sense. Now, in Biden's case, the drugs aren't working, and apparently they're not changing them. Could it be that Jilly wants him to fail miserably so she can run? Do you think she's going to run? I do. I think she'll run, and I think Obama's wife will run. I think it'll be classic. Old Porky Pig and Gavin Newsom will say, what? 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 I think the two dumbest women on earth are going to run for president. We'll see. Cornyn was so drunk on stupidity the other day that he actually praised President Trump's Abraham Accords. What? Well, for all of the criticism of the previous administration by the Biden administration, frankly, uh, the Biden administration is sending mixed signals. Um, We need to try to build on things like the Abraham Accords, which has seen an unprecedented amount of cooperation between Israel and the Gulf states. And um, we need to continue to keep uh, uh, the coalition against Iran, which is the major threat not only to regional but to world peace with their aspirations for a nuclear weapon. He says, for all the criticism aimed at the previous administration by the Biden administration, well, what about you? You aimed a lot of criticism at President Trump. You were one of the rotten defectors in the Republican Party. Thank God you're not running for re-election. But even he couldn't avoid the success of the Abraham Accords, the historic significance. By the way, uh, a marsupial is that baby kangaroo that hides in its mommy's pouch and that's exactly where joe willie was hiding during the campaign in jilly's pouch by the way a baby kangaroo in its mom's pouch coincidentally 
I'm informed, is called a joey. <laughs> so he really is a marsupial. He's a joey. He says that all the time. Remember, his dad says, Joey? I'm sure when Bo Biden was alive, he said, Joey? Did Bo Biden die? I think he did. I'll check with Joey. I'm sure he'll tell us. Our research assistant was busy, as she always is, finding the most obscure things that we could find, which is always fun because that gives us something no one else has. In this case, it was an exchange on British television between a British news anchor, if you can call her that, and a pro-life woman from the United States by the name of Lila West. Now, Lila had her facts in order. She wasn't kidding around. The British television anchor simply read from press reports or talking points that some idiot producer gave her. Here's how the exchange went in the beginning when Israel Webster, the anchor, spoke incorrectly with her facts. I mean, the evidence suggests the contrary. Banning abortions doesn't actually work. Wherever women seek abortions, they will just continue to do that. They'll just have to do it illegally, very often with increased risk to themselves and potentially more deaths. And that's according to, not my views, Guttmacher Institute, a reproductive institute that have all the evidence around the world of where it's legal and illegal and the risks associated with it. That's actually incorrect. Even the Guttmacher Institute admits and have done other studies showing that when abortions are more expensive, as an example, less women have abortions. So if abortions are harder to obtain, less women will have them. And in Texas, which banned abortions recently after six weeks of pregnancy when the baby's heart starts beating, the abortion rate declined by 50%. So the facts bear out otherwise. Carpe diem to Lila Rose. I, ca- I called her Lila West earlier. I apologize for my Biden-esque behavior. Lila Rose was the pro-life woman who set that British anchor straight. Now, later, the anchor, Israel Webster, claimed the majority of people in the United States want Roe versus Wade intact. Lila Rose was having none of that either. That's incorrect. I think what you're not understanding is that almost 80% of Americans want abortion restrictions. And what Roe v. Wade prevented most states from doing is having meaningful abortion restrictions. Even in England, there are abortion restrictions that are more strict than in many states in the United States right now. I mean, in England, you can't have an abortion after about 24 weeks of pregnancy. In the United States, we have some states that permit abortion through all nine months of pregnancy. So it is a bare minimum to allow states in the United States to protect children. Roe v. Wade prevented uh, communities to protecting children in their vicinities, and finally we have that opportunity now that has been overruled, and states have the right to protect children. Well, with so many people deal. watching this, you think you're entitled to your view. They may well even agree with you, but there's the argument that why should you impose your views on other women? Sure, you don't like abortion. Sure, you don't want to have an abortion. Perhaps you'll discourage your daughter from having an abortion, but why impose that on all other women? I mean, if you apply this to other human rights issues, that, that phrase you just said, it's, you know, you're personally pro-life, so why can you uh, make other people pro-life? You can say, well, I'm a personally opposed to child abuse. I'm not going to tell other people not to abuse their children. No, we're talking about human lives here, human lives that have value and worth and children that deserve to live. And you know what? This idea that women are benefited by abortion, this is an antiquated idea that's born out of, you know, past generations who thought that we can't as women be mothers and achieve our dreams at the same time. I believe in something better for women. 
And I absolutely believe in legal protection for children. They're human beings like us. And it's time for a day when we embrace a culture of life where women and children, where all people are cherished. Carpe double diem, Lila Rose. How about that Israel Webster character? Why should you impose your views on other people? Because it's called freedom of speech, you limey. We understand maybe over in Great Britain that's not the case. But it is here. The remnants of the freedom of speech are still here. Of course, it's nowhere near what the founding fathers intended. Impose your views. So if I say that I'm against abortion, that somehow that's a criminal act on my part? That I shouldn't be allowed to do that? This is how dumb media people are worldwide now, we find out. Israel Webster. What kind of a name is that anyway? Do kids name themselves England Webster? Izzy. Izzy Webster. Lizzie Borden got an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And when the job was nicely done, she gave her father 41. That's an old rhyme from the Chad Mitchell trio. You you don't get that reference anywhere but here. That was the song about Lizzie Borden. There was a Lizzie Borden, by the way, who was accused of doing those murders. But now we've got Lizzie Webster, or Izzy Webster, who has no idea what she's talking about, but she dares, she says, how dare you impose your views on someone else? How dare you speak your mind? Go back under the limey rock you found yourself under and stay there. I'm telling you, If you think for one second that England is our best ally, think again. They are not. Israel is, Israel was, Israel always will be, despite how liberals in this country, when they get in power, treat Israel. It's unbelievable. I'm surprised Israel doesn't turn missiles on us that we gave them when a liberal is in power. And now they're all up in arms in Washington, D.C. because Governor Abbott down in Texas and Ducey, who's not, I'm not a fan of, but nonetheless, he imitated Abbott probably for political gain, but nonetheless, Abbott had the right idea in sending these busloads of illegal alien derelicts into Washington, D.C. Now, I love that Governor Abbott did that, and he thought maybe, just maybe, if he does that, possibly, right, that these idiots up there will get the message. Now, it's hard to believe that those idiots get the message about anything, but it's quite possible that they'll get the message. As long as these illegal aliens are hanging around your town. But that didn't sit well with the elite snobs in Washington, D.C., Governor Abbott has sent more than 125 buses, about 5,000 migrants from Texas to D.C. Ducey has sent 27 buses, over 1,000 illegal aliens to D.C. So they've got over 6,000 of these bums sleeping on the street, now adding to the homeless problem in Washington, D.C. And old Mayor Muriel Bowser doesn't like that at all. And Maureen Brennan, the CBS Face the Nation anchor, questioned her about it over the weekend. And you can hear Brennan's snarky, snobby little 
the way she phrases the question, these busloads, and Bowser blames it on Governor Abbott and Ducey for tricking the illegals. How hard is it to trick an illegal alien into getting on a bus? Hey, here's a bus going to take you to Washington, D.C. Beautiful. Let's go. That's how that exchange went. The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up um, and groups were getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks, um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. So they're being tricked into getting on these buses. So when they're on these buses to other destinations or on these airplanes that Biden is flying them to in order to shore up what he thinks is liberal support in the elections, uh, they're not being tricked then. They get on the planes without being tricked. They get on the buses, though, they're being tricked. So if they come to Washington, they're being tricked. If they go anywhere else, your neighborhood perhaps, they're not being tricked. We get it now. And why would we think that's a lie? I mean, Merrill Bowser said so. So we can't possibly think our leaders would lie to us. They wouldn't make things up. So they were tricked. Well, I say this to Governor Abbott and Ducey in Arizona. Carpe double diem, keep tricking them. Keep sending them to Washington, D.C. and dump them there. Dump them on that shithole known as Washington, D.C. Because that's all that's there is bums. Bums, thieves, criminals, liars, charlatans. That's all you have in Washington, D.C. So dump these illegal alien bums on them. See how they like it. And just keep doing it. Don't stop, Governor Abbott. 127 buses is not enough. It's not enough. As our research assistant wants to know, I wonder if that asylum seeker was the one who raped the 10-year-old in Ohio. One of those people that weren't tricked because it's Ohio. So if it's not D.C., they weren't tricked. But they trick him into going to D.C. Isn't that amazing? It is to me that these people can say such things with a straight face. It's laughable. They also say these things with a straight face when it comes to climate change. These extreme weather events we are experiencing, they will impact the access that we have to fossil fuels. Manage the impact of climate change becoming more extreme, more extreme weather. We don't know what the next shock is going to be. A pandemic, a war, a climate-related extreme weather event, which is happening more and more frequently every passing year. That Pete Buttigieg is quite talented. He's an intellectual, isn't he? He can be the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, run that town of about 100,000 people right into the ground. He can be accused by the black population there of being a racist. But because he's gay, he gets appointed to as the Secretary of Transportation, which he has zero experience 
in that industry. Zero. Zip. Zilch. But now he's a meteorologist. Now he's predicting weather events in the years to come, and he's going to blame them all on climate change. And, of course, he tossed in a little dose of fear for you. We don't know what the next horrific event is going to be. It could be another pandemic. That's what liberals do. They fearmonger. They're good at that. Ryan is up first. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Kevin, how are you doing, young man? I'm doing well. I'll tell you what, that, you know, I, as I call him, Fruity Booty Pete, he needs to uh, go back to running podunk. And, uh, well, South Bend doesn't want him. I, I, well, if you've been to South Bend lately, he wasn't doing anything there either. Uh, Kevin, I, I've got a trivia question for you that I, it's going to be very, very hard, but I think you, you might be able to get it. Um, it's a, it's a brain buster, but I'm going to give it to you. What's it's, uh, what's higher, uh, inflation, Biden's poll numbers or Hunter Biden? It's Hunter Biden. <laughs> the other two are too close to call, but I'm pretty confident Hunter, Hunter hasn't stopped what the laptop showed us. How about him arguing with his uh, with his hooker, I guess, or his drug dealer over how much crack he had on some? I, I guess there's a little scale that you weigh your drugs on. Only Hunter Biden would know where to get one of those. I'm pretty sure Walgreens doesn't carry them. I will say this: I have uh, I have lost all, and I, I shouldn't say I just did this, but I, I have lost all confidence, hope, uh, and I hate to say this that, that in the Justice Department and different things because I just can't imagine how much more evidence needs to be pointed at these people. Well, you remember wrongdoing. during the campaign, Joe Biden said he wouldn't stand in the way of the Justice Department investigating his son. He said so. So we know that's not a lie. Yeah. Well, uh, as I've said, I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom that, you know, we're supposed to have confidence and, you know, Sean Hannity has made the comment many times, not that it matters, but it, it really is true. The local officials that we have, of course, we want to stand by our police department and whatnot. But these federal uh, crime officials, if you will, have they, they've gone to shit. And there's no trust. I, I don't believe in any of them. And, you know, we're just seeing it in plain day that these people are getting away with, at times, literal murder and nothing's being done about it. And it won't be. As long as you have feckless people in the Justice Department like Garland. I mean, keep in mind, this guy was a heartbeat from being a Supreme Court justice. That's that's how scary that is. By the way, did you see where uh, Jean-Pierre referred to Clarence Thomas? as Thompson, she doesn't even know his name. (laughs) It's a comedy of errors by this group. We have said it multiple times, uh, Mr. Slayton, that we are in trouble and uh, 2024 can't get here fast enough. So have a wonderful day, sir. All right. You have the same, Ryan. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I uh, clearly 2024 can't get here fast enough, but I'm looking at, at November, of course. But I want to enjoy my fall, so I don't want to rush it once September gets here. Can we just skip July and August from now on and pretend they don't exist? But then again, that would mean September and October are 95 degrees. I guess we can't do that. I was hoping to. That was my prayer, that we could just skip it and go right to the fall. But I love the fall, so I don't want it to rush through. But once November hits here, It'll be it'll be fun to watch from now until then how the liberals try to save their skin, what lies they'll tell, what creations they'll come up with, how they'll try to cheat in the elections. That will be interesting to watch. And Pete Buttigieg will be right there with everybody in their group, 
telling all business people how to run their business since he's never run a business in his life. Now he wants people like Elon Musk to lower the price of the electric cars they sell. We're, we're for cutting the cost of electric vehicles because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models the, the costs come to where even if the, the your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you come out ahead. But the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an EV. What kind of math is that? Does he understand how much these cars cost? The average cost is now about $65,000. So he says your payment would be a little higher. I mean, if, if you can afford it, an American person would buy a car between probably thirty and forty thousand dollars today. It's probably kind of the going rate for um, a small SUV. So you're going to add another twenty to twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars to thirty-five thousand dollars onto your car uh, payment. Go ahead and divvy that up monthly, and tell me if the little bit of gas you're saving when gas was a reasonable price, which it will be when a Republican administration gets in there, versus a car payment that's doubled. So your car payment is going to double. You pay about $300 a month now, it's going to be $600 a month. You're going to save that $300 in gas, are you? Good luck. Good luck with that. And what about parts in an electric vehicle? What do those cost? When that happens, when it goes kaput. Good old Pete says, it's just a little bit of difference between a higher monthly car payment than it is your gas. Wow. They're not only arrogant, they're stupid, and they're evil. I think the evil part comes out the brightest when it comes to liberals. Evil Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Pauly, are busy conducting illegal stock trades. We talked about it yesterday, where her husband exercised one to five million dollars worth of, I guess it's future options. I'm not sure how this works, but he's basically betting on legislation occurring that will benefit a company named Nvidia, a, a computer chip manufacturer. So he does that with spectacular intuition, I suppose. Because I wouldn't have known that. But he knew it because his wife is pushing, passing a bill that will put $52 billion into companies like NVIDIA. Immediately raising their stock price. Immediately increasing the wealth of the Pelosi crime family. Elise Stefanik doesn't like the smell of it. I think this is one of the untold stories of Nancy Pelosi's speakership and her time, frankly, in Congress. The Pelosi's, as a family, her husband has profited by tens of millions of dollars during her time in congressional leadership. And it's not just the investment in domestic semiconductor chip manufacturing. This is what we've seen when Paul Pelosi has purchased stock options for big tech companies, uh, making tens of millions of dollars as Nancy Pelosi slow-walked potential legislation to rein in uh, the power of 
big tech companies. So this stinks to high heaven. And as the American people are suffering, as they're looking at their investments continuing to plummet, the fact that the Pelosi's are profiting, it just doesn't smell right. And frankly, it is one of the commitments of Republicans in a majority to make sure that we have the correct rules in place to make sure that there's no malfeasance and to make sure that members of Congress and their family members, particularly their spouses, are not able to profit at all over these types of investments. Well, I'm sorry, Congresswoman Stefanik, but you're not paying attention to the speaker's statement. So I don't know why you would think this smells at all after you listen to what Nanner herself said so between sips of vodka and trying to get her dentures straight and waving her hands like some kind of psychomaniac. She issued a statement saying the speaker, how arrogant is that, by the way? She doesn't even go by name. The speaker does not own any stocks. The speaker has no prior knowledge or subsequent involvement in any transactions. So, while this strains your belief system, you are to believe that while her husband, Paul Pelosi, is busy making multi-million dollar stock deals, that she has no ownership in them, and that, in fact, she knows nothing about them. Just coincidentally, he is exercising this huge investment in a company that she's about to rule on making a huge profit. (laughs) That's a coincidence. You know why I know that? Because she said so. So it's not a lie. She has no knowledge of any of his transactions. Now, if the Pelosi's were to get divorced tomorrow, do you think in her filings that she would include at least half of all of the income from investments he made that she says she knew nothing about? Of course she would. Well, how did you know about them? You said you knew nothing about them. Why are you trying to get that income? How do you know it exists? You said you didn't know. You said so. The speaker does not own any stocks. By the simple fact that she's married to him, she owns them. She obviously isn't a lawyer. But she owns them. It's marital property, you dumbass. So the lies just continue. The speaker has no prior knowledge or subsequent involvement in any transactions. Joe Biden has no knowledge of his son Hunter's business dealings. You know how we know? He said so. So Nancy has no knowledge of her husband's transactions because, class, she said so. Marital property. She's not, she doesn't know what that is unless she gets divorced. Then she'll know real fast. Real fast. So while Pelosi continues to lie to us, Bernie Sanders hates Joe Manchin. Now, if Joe Manchin was a socialist like Bernie Sanders is or a communist like he is, Bernie Sanders would have no problem with Joe Manchin. But because Joe Manchin is responsible, and I don't really care what his motives are, but he's making the responsible decision to vote against more spending by these liberal freaks like Sanders who want to give everything away in this country and kill the motivation. You know, these liberals should have listened to Tiger Woods over the weekend when he was talking about the Live Golf Tour from Saudi Arabia where they have an unlimited amount of money and are bribing golfers on the PGA Tour to come and play in their tour for these outrageous sums of money, $150 million to some of them. As Tiger accurately stated on Friday, I guess it was. No, I wait a minute. I guess it was before the tournament started. It would have been on Wednesday. 
When you give people money up front, where's the motivation to get better? When Bernie Sanders gives everything away to Americans, where's the motivation to go out and work, earn a living? There isn't any. We saw that when Biden whispered into the microphone, I gave them $1.9 trillion. You sure did. And you know what they did? They stayed home. And then when they were out of money and they decided to come back to work, you claimed it as job creation on your part. Now, how do we know that? Because he said so. So, of course, we know it. But Bernie hates Manchin because Manchin has stood up. No matter what these Democrats try to do to bribe him, he stands up against this spending because he understands the effects of inflation. But that doesn't stop Sanders from not only hating Joe Manchin, but ripping into everyone in West Virginia, even though he claims he loves them. People like Manchin, Cinema to a lesser degree, who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. And the problem was that we continue to talk to Manchin like he was serious. He was not. This is a guy who is a major recipient of fossil fuel money, a guy who has received campaign contributions from 25 Republican billionaires. West Virginia, it's a beautiful state. I've had the pleasure of being there. Great people. It is one of the poorest states in this country. You ask the people of West Virginia whether they want to expand Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and eyeglasses. You ask the people of West Virginia whether we should demand that the wealthiest people and large corporations start paying their fair share of taxes. Ask the people of West Virginia whether or not all people should have health care as a human right like in every other country on earth. That's what they will say. In my humble opinion, you know, Manchin represents the very wealthiest people in this country, not working families in West Virginia or America. In my humble opinion, you're a blowhard jackass. I love it when these Democrats, well, you know, you don't want health insurance for people that you represent. You don't offer health insurance for people. You offer Obamacare. That's not health insurance. Ask any health insurance agent who sells health insurance for a living, and they'll tell you that. In fact, they will steer you so far away from Obamacare, it's not even funny. So to make people who don't get Obamacare pay for those who do, I will tell you this. The people of West Virginia will tell you, F off. So that's your answer, Bernie, if you want to ask the people of West Virginia about your stupidity and your lies and your Medicare covering dental and eyeglasses. Let me tell you something. If you want Medicare to to cover dental and eyeglasses, then introduce a bill that specifically addresses that and nothing else. And it will pass in a heartbeat. But when you attach it to all of this other crap like they always do, thank God Joe Manchin said no. And next is going to be a bill introduced to give the Congress women and men a raise. I promise you, a raise is coming to them soon. Because you know why I know? Sandy Cortez said they need one. She says it's insanely expensive. There is no stipend or per diem for it. And you're not allowed to write it off even though your job forces you to have it. She's talking about having the requirement of having a place to live in D.C. and back in her district. This creates real class dynamics in the House. 
It's so, so much. We have to find a new apartment in New York City soon, and I'm stressed. Capital letters, stressed. So little Sandy Cortez, who was making bartender's wages, what, if she's lucky, 50 grand? Now making 175 grand. And out of that, she has to pay for an extra apartment. Okay? You can rent it out while you're not there. That's number one. But number two is 175000 is only the tip of the iceberg as to what you're making. The rest you're stealing. Why don't you call your buddy George Soros? I'm sure he'll be able to afford the rent on your New York City apartment while you're not renting it out. But rent it out. That's how you do it. But she's not that smart. Rent it out? What do you mean? I don't understand that. Rent it out. What does that mean? She's unaware. I mentioned earlier that I would tell you about the two front runners for the Democrat mantle to be passed from Biden to them, and it's Porky Pig from Illinois and Gavin Newsom from California, two of the most decrepit bankrupt states that you can find in the union. In fact, two of the top three where people are leaving en masse. Two of the top three where crime is outrageous. Porky Pig Pritzker hasn't improved Illinois one speck since he's been in there. Gavin Newsom hasn't improved California one speck. In fact, he was the subject of a recall vote, which he probably lost, but because in California, a liberal state, they steal elections, he was able to hang on to his job by the hair on his chinny-chin-chin. Well, then Porky Pig has made it clear that he's running for office, and Tucker Carlson weighed in on the accomplishments of Porky Pig Pritzker. Pritzker is an inherited money dolt. He's impressed on a single person who knows him, but he yet spent more than $171 million of his family's money to get a job that he does not seem to enjoy and certainly isn't very good at. Jamie Pritzker is one of the last people on earth who should be running anything, and yet somehow he's convinced himself he's going to be the next president. He's not only convinced himself, but he's trying to convince voters. Because you know where he showed up? Last month, New Hampshire. Why New Hampshire? The first stop on the Democratic primary election tour for president. The Republican game plan is to blame the hardships imposed by a deadly global pandemic on those who were following facts and science. They want to cast obvious solutions to everyday problems as something exotic or woke. They're hoping, as the old story goes, that no one is willing to say that their emperor has no clothes. Well, New Hampshire, I'm here to tell you the GOP is naked and afraid. God forbid we would see him naked because we would be afraid. Old roly-poly porky pig out there perhaps munching up every item of food he can grab in New Hampshire telling you that Republicans are naked and afraid. Yeah, because they blame the pandemic on people that follow facts and science. Could you please identify who it is you're talking about? Are you talking about little Anthony Fauci? Facts and science? Kiss my ass. He hadn't followed a single fact or a single bit of science. Porky Pig, do you follow anything? No. No, remember, this is the same guy who just a few short weeks ago 
attacked those people who own guns legally for trying to defend themselves against the very criminals that Porky Pig releases. It is devastating that a celebration of America was ripped apart by our uniquely American plague. A day dedicated to freedom has put into stark relief the one freedom we as a nation refuse to uphold, the freedom of our fellow citizens to live without the daily fear of gun violence. It's the 4th of July, a day for reflection on our freedoms. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine. Well, let me tell you something, Porky. Our founding fathers would have said exactly that, and here's why. They felt the need to include an amendment in the Constitution that protected the right to bear arms. If you interpret it as everybody, then it's everybody. And not only to bear arms, but to have the same guns, the highest level of guns, muskets in the day, that everybody else had in the army. So the founding fathers took a look at the musket and said, you have the right to own that and nothing less. So if you transfer it to modern-day weaponry, you would put whatever is considered the top of the weapons list People that share that right have that right to own that gun. That's what the Founding Fathers said. You have the right to own the exact weapon that the military owns. So somebody ought to bash him with a musket. He's such an idiot. Maybe it knocks some sense into his head. Of course, I don't advocate violence on the show. I'm just saying back in the neighborhood, that's what we would have said. Somebody knocks some sense into that moron. Remember, this is the same guy whose arrogance and delusional thinking that he's some sort of dictator, banned Illinois citizens from getting into the family boat. It is restricted to two people per boat. It's not, you can't have five people or ten people uh, in a boat. So if it is a family of four or five, like husband, wife, and kids, they're going to have to pick two of them at a time. They would, yeah. yeah, Okay. Of all the things that took place in that pandemic, that was the dumbest. It was the most arrogant. It followed zero science, Mr. Science. Bill Nye, the science guy. It followed nothing but his own egotistical, dictatorial nature. Because your expertise is this. You inherited a lot of money. That's your expertise in life. Porky Pig Pritzker knows nothing else. Tucker Carlson's correct in describing him as a dolt. He's a trust fund dolt. That's all he is. And he found a way to blow $170 million of that just to get elected governor of Illinois, where he could then run Illinois right into the ground. Illinois is a shithole state. Everybody in Illinois knows it. There's nothing they can do about it. Because Chicago governs the whole state. What they need to do in Illinois is go to Peoria, and anything south of Peoria is a different state. Call it Southern Illinois. I mean, we have South Dakota and North Dakota. We have West Virginia and Virginia. We have North and South Carolina. Why can't we have North and South Illinois? Peoria South is Southern Illinois. Peoria, North of Peoria, 
is, you can call it Northern Illinois or Illinois. Call it whatever you want. Call it shithole, because that's what it is. And I think Illinois people would be thrilled, especially the Southern Illinois people. Thrilled beyond reason. Except, of course, for the criminals that Bob Romanek used to talk about over there in Southern Illinois. The Kearns and, and that ilk. But Porky Pig as a presidential candidate, that'll be fun. Along with Gavin Newsom, that'll be fun. Jason Whitlock is having fun with it already. He believes that taking Pritzker and Newsom as the anointed ones of the Democrat Party to run for president, that either one thinks they could actually become president, is like an audition for a former wonderful sitcom called Cheers. This is a casting call. This is an episode of Cheers. Pritzker is Norm, and Gavin Newsom is Sam Malone. Pritzker's job is to walk into the bar and make Sam Malone, Gavin Newsom, look better. Gavin Newsom is the candidate. They're running Pritzker out here. The only guy who could be a worse candidate than Gavin Newsom is J.B. Pritzker. So run him out there so that everybody falls in love with the Instagram model, Gavin Newsom. He's Sam Malone. They think we're so dumb. They think the public is so dumb. And they have reason to believe we're this dumb. Because yes. we fell for, hey, Donald Trump's a racist, and boy, oh God, uh, Joe Biden's going to save the world. So they're just doubling down on our stupidity and says, look, we're going to put this pretty face, Gavin Newsom, on a terrible game plan for America. We're going to destroy all your rights, take your freedoms away from you. But at least you're going to have this pretty Instagram model, uh, Gavin Newsom, to look at. You'll like that better than old Joe Biden. I love the comparison. Carpet, triple DM, Jason Whitlock. It's a casting call for cheers. Norm, I'm going to start calling Porky Pig Norm from now on. You'll know who I mean. And Sam Malone is Newsom. It's perfect. He's 100% right. How can They want Newsom, so how can Newsom look better? By putting Porky Pig next to him. That's a pretty easy decision, right? Despite the fact that Newsom is a bumbling, arrogant imbecile himself. He is Pritzker, except better looking. Pritzker is Newsom, except fatter. They're the same person. They run their people out of their state. So if you want to, if you want to reduce the population of the United States, maybe put one of them in because people will flee the United States. By the way, some of those people fleeing California fled to Mexico. Ponder that for a moment. United States citizens, the country where people come to get a better life, fleeing this country for shithole Mexico in order to get a better life. And guess what's happened? They're getting a better life in Mexico than in California. While all this is going on and they're trying to figure out who they're going to run for president and all the other stock, illegal stock uh, deals they're making, you would think that the Congress would be trying their best to help alleviate the inflation problem the gas, the food, the supply chain issues, but they're not. That's not even near the top of their list. Pelosi wants to ram a bill through $52 billion worth to help computer chip companies, which just happened to enrich her husband. She knows nothing about it. And now they want to ram through another bill called the Respect for Marriage Act. 
respect for marriage. They want to codify gay marriage. It would repeal the former Defense of Marriage Act that they passed and require federal recognition for same-sex and interracial marriages because of what Clarence Thomas wrote, they said. Clarence Thomas is involved in an interracial marriage, you stupid ass. But that didn't stop Jerry Nerdler. Jerry Nerdler blames Clarence Thomas and what he wrote in the Roe versus Wade overturn as the reason they need to codify the right to gay marriage and interracial marriage. He says, as this court may take aim at other fundamental rights, the right to an abortion was never a fundamental right. Do you understand that, jackass? The Bill of Rights are our fundamental rights. Nowhere in the Bill of Rights does it mention abortion. Nowhere. So it isn't not only a fundamental right, it's not a right. Period. End of story. But Nerdler says we can't sit idly by as the hard-earned gains of the equality movement are systematically eroded. Did you ever wonder why all of these liberals claim equality for all and, boy, they want blacks to rise up and Hispanics and, and uh, you know, the, the white people are the problem. Who runs the Democratic Party? Old white men. Old white men run the Democratic Party. Who's the president? An old white man. Who's Bernie Sanders? An old white man. It's all old white men. White people run the Democratic Party. It's always been that way. It always will be that way. But now they want equality. Well, why doesn't uh, Nerdler give up his high-ranking position on that committee in Congress to a black man, or better yet, a black woman? He wants equality. He's got to feel like he didn't earn it. He's white. He didn't do anything to earn that. He just was born white. So give it up to a black guy. Give it up to that idiot from New Jersey or New York. Can't even think of his name now. I forget liberal names all the time. It's very easy to do so. He says if Justice Thomas's concurrence teaches anything, it's that we can't let our guard down or the rights and freedoms that we have come to cherish will vanish into a cloud of radical ideology and dubious legal reasoning. He's talking about the Democrats again. The right to freedom of speech, which of course is simply gone to the point where we have fragments of it left and that's it. The right to privacy, the right to make your own health decisions, all of those are gone. Thanks to Democrats like Nerdler. But it doesn't affect those people, so they don't care. Remember, imbecile David Cicilline from Rhode Island is the guy who said in Congress, good guys with a gun never end a violent gun situation. Maybe there's been one in history, but I can't think of any. Well, how about two just this weekend? One in St. Charles, Missouri. One in Indiana. Just this weekend. If you leave it to the police response, you'll get Uvalde. So good guys with a gun, just like in the Texas church, two different Texas churches, by the way, where it happened, ended by a good guy with a gun. So while they're busy trying to get gay marriage codified and interracial marriage codified, 
the country's going to hell. But they don't care. They've got to make their liberal, elitist statements. None of them make any sense, of course, and Newt Gingrich is not turning a blind eye to these liberals and their whack jobs. In fact, they're dangerous. There was a danger that people would just write it off as a defect of people. You know, the Buttigieg isn't very smart. Kamala Harris is weird. Uh, Biden is cognitively challenged, etc. But the truth is that the underlying problem is that their ideas are wrong. Uh, mm. Ronald Reagan used to say he wasn't worried by what liberals didn't know. He was worried by what they knew that wasn't true. Mm. And, of course, he went from 1.4% inflation under Trump to over 9% inflation under Biden. You went from more than doubling the price of gasoline since Trump left office. Carpe diem to Newt Gingrich. You betcha. You betcha. I don't know if you saw the health officials who came out and slammed the vaccine guidance for kids. Parents took heed and they're not getting their five-year-old stuck with a needle that has an experimental drug in it. Dr. Marty McCary is one of those who preached this is wrong. The evidence doesn't support it. In fact, the evidence is contrary to it. And he thanks God that parents paid attention. Right, and parents are not falling for it. After nearly a month of the government heavily pushing vaccines in kids under five, only 3% of parents have chosen to get their kids under five vaccinated. More parents believe in UFOs, I think. Dr. John Walensky said over and over ago, we know people are eager to get their kids vaccinated. No, not not the case. Why? Because the vaccine trial in Kids Under Five failed. Vaccines in babies and toddlers, that study was done and it showed no benefit. Now, why are we even doing clinical trials if when you get a negative result showing it has no benefit, they're approving it anyway? Yes. You're making a mockery of the process. This is what people within the agencies are very frustrated about. This is why they're leaving. Moderna's vaccine had a 4% efficacy. And Pfizer, it, the results were so bad with no statistical significance that one of the internal people within the CDC told me, that you can inject a child with the vaccine or squirt it in their face and you'll get the same benefit. <laughs> squirt it in their face or inject it with it and it'll be the same thing. And yet these crooks, these criminals, want you to inject your five-year-old, your three-year-old. Three percent of parents, as Dr. McCary says, about the same amount of parents that believe in UFOs. The parents have had enough. They've had enough in the schools. They've had enough with the pandemic baloney. They've had enough. And they're leading the way. And pretty soon, I hope, they'll lead to the closure of public schools and the entire public school educational system and take a year off and revamp it. Homeschool the kids for a year. That's what I'm in favor of. And then, once you have rooted out all of the liberal thinkers in the school system, which could be impossible. Then you can try to start over. The first order of business would be to eliminate the teachers' union. I know union people out there are going to go, what? This isn't a union. This is a group of political activists. It's not a union. They don't fight for each other. 
The principle behind unions was a brotherhood of people fighting for each other to get fair pay and benefits. That's not what the teachers' union does. The teachers' union is involved in political hackery. That's what they are. It has nothing to do with benefits or salary or education, for that matter. It has a lot to do with indoctrination. And Newt Gingrich understands all of the nuts that make up the liberal wing of this country. Uh, There has been this entire emergence of a kind of coming together of everybody who's weird in the country, Uh, all of them identifying with each other and deciding that they will, they'll support each other's mutual weirdness. That's exactly right. So, you know, if if you believe that third graders ought to be deeply involved in discussing transgender issues, and you believe that seven-year-old white girls should be taught that they should feel bad because of their skin color, which is pure racism, uh, and you yes. think that uh, murderers should be uh, actually favored because, after all, look how much pain they must be in if they have to kill somebody. Um, all of these things come together in a way which is a very, very unusual pattern. Unusual pattern is a polite way of saying whack jobs because that's what they are. And speaking of them, uh, Rocky Levine, some call her him Rachel Levine. I call him her Rocky Levine. And this uber-liberal reporter for NBC, Andrea Mitchell, had a discussion about children and transgender uh, philosophies being imposed on them. Rocky Levine goes so far as to say, he, she wants to empower children to make that decision. Like, well, you know, three-year-olds making a decision on what sex they are. Now they're suffering politically motivated attacks through state uh, actions against these vulnerable transgender youth. This is not based upon data. This is, these, are, these, are, these actions are politically motivated. And so we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to uh, support and empower these youth, not to limit their participation in activities and sports, and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. No, you chose Florida, of course, the home of the Don't Say Gay bill, of course, which has been notably uh, restrictive. So that is correct. You know, the studies show from the Trevor Project that all it takes is one supportive adult to make all the difference for an LGBTQI plus youth, uh, transgender youth, in terms of their risk of depression and suicide. One supportive adult. That often is a teacher or a school personnel, and the Don't Say Gay Bill is very damaging to their health. The Don't Say Gay Bill. Only liberals call it that, Andrea Mitchell, who's just a a farce. She is not a reporter. She is a political hack who must be paid by the Democrat committee to go on the air and and make the kinds of statements that she makes. It's a very simple bill in Florida. It is to protect parental rights, and that's in fact what it's called, but the liberals only refer to it as the don't say gay bill. Public school teachers in Florida are banned from having classroom instruction about sexual orientation or gender identity. Now, this parental rights and education bill addresses all kids? No, it doesn't. It's through kindergarten through third grade. 
kindergarten through third grade. Liberal whack jobs like Levine and Andrea Mitchell want third graders and kindergartens and anybody kindergartners and anyone in between to get instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity. Praise God for Governor DeSantis and the Florida legislature for passing a very simple, common-sense parental rights and education bill. It has nothing to do with don't say gay. But that's what the liberals come up with. They are a party and a group of whack jobs that live by slogans. It's always a slogan for them. Build back better. Don't say gay bill. They all ought to wear a sign saying, I'm a jackass. Because that's what they are. It's not a surprise that the party logo is a donkey, a jackass. Doesn't that make sense to everybody? Sometimes it takes someone like Harriet Hageman to put it all into perspective, right? To put it all in perspective. She's running against Liz Cheney in Wyoming. She has President Trump's support. He's endorsed her. And she's destroying Cheney in the polls right now. Cheney will not return to Congress. Her last moments in Congress will be as a mouthpiece for Pelosi and the Democrats. At a Trump rally in Wyoming earlier this year, here's what Harriet Hageman had to say in summing up liberals and the liberal cause. Triple DM Harriet Hageman. If I were a liberal, I would vote for her in Wyoming. 
because after all, liberals don't pay attention to voting election laws. So I, even though I'm not a resident of Wyoming, I would just vote for her anyway. And when she runs for national office someday, and she will, I'll vote for her then. I hope she does. I hope she is considered a presidential or vice presidential candidate, uh, presidential candidate in the future. Everything she said espouses the conservative viewpoint. We are fed up with all of those things and all of those people. We've had it. And I love her tagline. And we're fed up with Liz Cheney. And they are. She said we're fed up with men competing as women in college sports, high school sports, Little League sports. Kim Jones is the mother of an Ivy League swimmer. The University of Pennsylvania the other day nominated Leah James, or I think that's her name, his name, Leah James, as the female athlete of the year in the NCAA. It's not a female, it's a man saying he's a female and swimming against women and winning races by two laps, two laps. A sport that has two-tenths of a second sometimes being a big win, two laps. And Kim Jones doesn't like it one bit. I think that the message all year long from Penn, honestly, the Ivy League and the NCAA has just been that women don't matter. They're not worthy of uh, receiving access to fair competition. They're not even worthy of uh, dignity and comfort in their locker rooms. And this nomination is just the embodiment of that message. So it's humiliating. It's devastating. It's really frustrating. Um, to understand where the current um, NCAA and Ivy League and especially Penn's uh, stance is on the value of women in modern society. Carpe diem to Kim Jones. Penn, what an embarrassment. I would say it's an embarrassment to the Ivy League, but the Ivy League is like that. That's how the entire Ivy League is. Woke, woke, and then more woke. Marshy Smith is once, and always will be, I suppose, an NCAA swimming champion in women's swimming. She doesn't like it at all. She knows how unfair it is. There is a biological difference between men and women. And, you know, if we can't agree that that foundational truth is a reality, then how can we protect our girls and women? And, you know, this nomination is not only affecting women swimmers at this point, um, but it encompasses all athletics. So across sports now are going to be affected. And these women who have excelled not only in athletics, but also in academics and community service, these are some of the most well-rounded women in the country. And to think that now women across different sports are going to have to directly compete with a male competitor is um, crushing, to say the least. She's so right. Imagine if your daughter is a college swimmer and has a chance at a scholarship or gets into college on a scholarship and then has a chance to win, perhaps even compete in the Olympics someday, and you've got a man swimming against her calling himself a woman. Whatever happened to the sense of fairness in this country? That's not fair. There's nothing fair about it, you woke jackasses. How about we just have 25-year-olds compete against 10-year-olds, whether they're both male or not? I mean, that would be fair, right? It's asinine, so it would be fair. It's We've got to have it. 
The 25-year-old wants to compete in the 10-year-old division. So they should be able to. Don't you just get what you want in this country now? And I don't want to hear any of the 10-year-olds complaining. That 25-year-old wants to compete at your level. He should be allowed to. I'd like to get a hold of David Cicilline, that congressman from Rhode Island, and wring his neck. This is the guy who claims there are no good guys with guns who ever stop a mass shooting. He said ever. He's a liar, of course, because he's a liberal. So he becomes a liar from birth. Just this last weekend in St. Charles, Missouri, a good guy with a gun at a convenience gas station mowed down a guy who was robbing a string of gas stations. He's a hero. Also in the past few days, an everyday guy at the mall encountered a gunman in the food court in Indiana and gunned him down. He had already killed three, I believe. And the good guy with the gun took him out. How many would he have killed? Anybody's guess. He had unbelievable amounts of ammunition and guns with him. It would have certainly been in the double digits. Could have been the worst massacre in history. But a good guy with a gun took him out. Despite what Porky Pig wants, Porky Pig wants to take your guns away so that you can't defend yourself against the criminals that he lets out of prison. Not only fairness has taken a vacation in this country, but so is logic. Simple logic. Jim Eisen is the police chief in that Indiana town, and hopefully what he has to say is the same as St. Charles County and the same as every county in America when a good guy with a gun takes out a rampaging lunatic. Here's what the chief said about the good guy with a gun at the mall. The real hero of the day is... The, the citizen that was lawfully carrying a firearm in that food court and was able to stop the shooter uh, almost as soon as he began. We have done multiple mall exercises uh, with local law enforcement for active shooters. Carpe diem to the chief in recognizing who the hero of the day was. Sadly, it doesn't help those who lost the two or three lives before the hero took over. But that's pretty quick. When a guy has a soft target as broad as a food court, that means a lot of people, and he only can get three, that's heroic work by the guy, the good guy with the gun. And I might add his training came in handy because he didn't miss. Didn't hit any innocent bystanders. Didn't knock out the sign at Burger Chef. He hit the gunman repeatedly. You know, it's like um, our research assistant says, and then the people said no, the end. That's <laughs> just the way it is. We are the people of this country, and until we say no, we will continue to be treated as subjects of the tyrannical dictatorship of these asshat liberals. I mentioned earlier how China has bought ground next to an Air Force base, a very sensitive Air Force base in North Dakota. And they want to build a mill there. And they claim, of course, that they won't be spying, not us. 
To which the liberals say, well, okay, then I think you should go ahead. Some Republicans say it too. Some Republicans aren't against it. Mike Pompeo sees the folly in it. I promise you, if an American company was trying to buy an agriculture piece of property near a Chinese military base in Beijing, it wouldn't happen. And yet we're naive. We are, we are silly about the way we think about protecting the American people. And we have to understand that the Chinese Communist Party, it didn't come here for a good, benign, noble purpose. They came here to conduct espionage and reduce the capacity for the United States to stand on its own two feet. That is exactly why they're here. There is no other reason. And anyone who thinks there is, is nuts. You know, I don't claim to be the know-all, be-all, end-all. But I do know that you're nuts if you think there's any other reason for the Chinese to want to build a corn mill coincidentally right next door, right next door to a very sensitive military installation and air base in North Dakota. It never ends with these nuts in this country. It never ends. Just like Harriet Hageman said, we're fed up. We are fed up with all of it. But we have to make it stop. So whatever it is you can do on election day to protect the integrity of the election and the fairness of it and the legality of it, if you're a poll watcher or anything else, do it. Whatever you can do. In the meantime, if you've uh, had storm issues or your utility bills are too high, you might need new windows. And if you do, there's none better than Window World, the, win- the windows that I have in my house and tens of thousands of people have in their houses. And everyone's happy with them. You can have them too. Call 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house and they'll prove to you why they're simply the best for less. Their prices are so much less than the competition. The service is so much better. The product is so much better. At Window World, they give you windows with double-strength glass. That's their MO. They That's not an upsell item. That's what they do. And they grant you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. That thrilled me because my windows were broken out by hail. I no longer fear hail. I noticed my utility bills went down. Because Window World windows don't allow your air conditioning to seep out when it's 95 like it is today and that hot air to come in. In the winter, I'm not freezing in my house because the warm air stays where it is and doesn't allow the cold air in. That's Window World windows. They're not the preferred window of the Blues and the official window of the Chiefs for no reason. Those two sports franchises make certain of who they're getting into business with and do a lot of vetting before they do so because it's their reputation on the line. And they've both approved of Window World, as has everyone in the country, the number one seller of windows in our country. We support the locally owned and operated branch who does wonderful work for charity through their Window World Cares arm. Window World also offers you 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. 18 months, same as cash financing. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. All right, folks, we'll take a break, and we'll remind you of a song that Daryl Worley sang after encountering a POW. I was flying down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic. I was racing time, 
An old man pulled out in front of me And I went crazy as can be I lost my mind I blew my horn till I got close enough to see And what was on his car tax convicted me I should salute you from this heart of mine Thank you for placing your life on the line for me I'm free I pray that the rest of your journey is a peaceful one And may you take your own sweet time Glad you're along for the ride on this Tuesday morning right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com in the Window World King's Court. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746. Feel free to weigh in on any of the topics that we have discussed today and anything that might uh, be something we haven't discussed. It's a possibility we've left something out. We aren't infallible. 
<laughs> but we try to give you broad coverage. Here's something that you may or may not have heard about, this GoFundMe operation. Now, we used to think that GoFundMe was a very chari- not, not charitable, but I, I guess a, a very benevolent organization where they would have people start a GoFundMe page for someone in financial trouble, for someone who had hardships due to an illness or any such thing in a person's life that renders them uh, financially in trouble. And through the goodness of people, they would contribute to it, and that person could get themselves back on their feet. We've seen it in several cases, a lot of places where people had cancer. Some people just had lost their job or something of that nature. So little did we realize that this GoFundMe operation was run by a bunch of political woke hacks. If you remember, GoFundMe, while allowing a page to raise money for the family of a Minneapolis gunman who was shot by the cops after he fired at neighbors, they allowed a GoFundMe page to raise money for whom? The guy's dead, first of all, and he was trying to kill people, and he was shot by the cops. But they wouldn't allow, they took down a GoFundMe page for the Manhattan bodega clerk who stabbed the psychopathic thug to death while he tried to attack him and rob his convenience store. (laughs) One person tweeted, GoFundMe should be ashamed of themselves. Jose Alba defended himself. If you're shooting into the home at a mother and two young children and you allow that, shame on you. What is wrong with these people at these woke operations? Now, the madman gunman, his family claimed he was having a mental health crisis at the time. I don't give a damn. That's supposed to justify your shooting your neighbors? And what is the problem with the bodega owner being able to have a GoFundMe page? GoFundMe should stay the hell out of anybody who wants to start a page. It's not up to you. It's up to people who want to contribute or not contribute. If you start a GoFundMe page tomorrow for any reason whatsoever, why should GoFundMe care? It's up to people who want to contribute or don't want to, whichever the case may be. He was having a mental health issue at the time. I don't know if you've seen the mother, but there's video of her screaming, this is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed. This is not okay. He tried to kill me in front of my kids. And yet they've raised $56,000. It's unbelievable. And, and the, the bodega owner can't have a GoFundMe page. 
I'm sorry, it was $20,500. 56000 was a different number. $20,500 raised for a Minnesota gunman who tried to take out his neighbor and her kids. And the guy who successfully defended his store in New York by killing a guy who tried to kill him can't have a GoFundMe page. And now the woman who was shot at by the Minnesota guy also has a GoFundMe page. Now, look, I get it. There's a lot of fear involved here. It's it's earth-shattering to have your neighbor shooting at you. But why are you getting a GoFundMe page? How did that hurt her finances? It didn't. It didn't at all. In New York, you've got a guy who's going to face mounting legal fees for defending himself, his own life, the life of his employers, employees, and his business. This gunman in Minnesota is dead, so nobody should be profiting off that. And the woman he shot at is unharmed. Why is she profiting? It's sickening, really, what this country has become. Sickening. So we all ought to start a GoFundMe page, see what, see what happens. Just flood them, see what they do. <laughs> it's, it's just unconscionable. But I get a kick out of the woman who was shot at getting her GoFundMe page. <laughs> I mean, come on, how did, it, how did it harm you financially? It shook you up, yeah. Scared you to death. If the guy was alive, you could sue the holy hell out of him and get some money that way. But why are you due a GoFundMe page, and why are why is anybody contributing to it? Of course, it hasn't stopped that racist bigot lawyer, Benjamin Crump, from showing up in Minnesota again. His life was taken too soon by the Minneapolis Police Department. He has no idea of the facts surrounding the case because the police report, final police report hasn't been given yet. Pretty amazing. So the GoFundMe page for Jose Alba has been yanked almost as quickly as it went up, by the way. It's unbelievable. GoFundMe issued a statement. Our terms of service prohibit fundraising for the legal defense of a violent crime. He didn't commit a violent crime. Who are you to judge? He hasn't even been to court. Wow. All the donors have been refunded. Well, if I were those donors, I'd find a way how to send the money directly to Jose Alba. They had about $20,000 raised when it was removed. GoFundMe is a farce. Go F me. That's what it should say. And not fund. In case you're wondering, it rhymes with puck. (laughs) <laughs> hey, the uh, UN, the United Nations uh, chief has weighed in on climate change. Weren't you all waiting to hear about that? The Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, or as uh, Maria Bartiromo would say, Guterres, 
says humanity would be committing collective suicide by ignoring climate change. (laughs) Humanity can only address this by breaking its addiction, he says, to fossil fuels. Half of humanity is in the danger zone from floods, droughts, extreme storms, and wildfires. No nation is immune, yet we continue to feed our fossil fuel addiction. It's quite a stretch to claim that because I fill my my gas tank up for my car that I'm causing floods and droughts and storms, wildfires. That's quite a leap, but that doesn't stop that liberal moron from taking the leap. (laughs) I just think it's funny. And these kinds of stories get a lot of publicity sympathetic to the cause. And we're not even sure what cause that is, other than he's insane. Imagine that. The um, Live Golf Tour, which we've talked about here, uh, started by Saudi Arabian money and the buying, the outright buying of PGA Tour players, has a scheduled event, a tournament, at Donald Trump's New Jersey course. Trump National. The family members of 9-11 victims are asking the golf club to cancel the tournament. They wrote a letter to the former president requesting he drop the event. It's financed through Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is what launched the Live Tour. Well, I would say this if I were Donald Trump. I would say the PGA Tour took my tournament away for no reason whatsoever. So when the PGA Tour restores my tournament, I'll cancel the Live Tour. How's that sound? You should be writing the PGA Tour. They're the ass kissers who did this. And really... Until you can prove to me that the Saudi Arabian government sponsored the 9-11 hijackers, sorry, I'm not buying it. We know who sponsored them. It was bin Laden's group. It wasn't the government of Saudi Arabia. Now, they were Saudis. I believe almost all of them were Saudi nationalists. But if Americans went over and killed a few thousand Saudis or Iranians or Jordanians. And Jordan wanted to sponsor or wanted to host a golf tournament with American money behind it. Would would that be fair? It's not fair. Saudi Arabia, until you can prove it to me, had nothing to do with the 9-11 hijackings and murders of 3,000 innocent Americans. I'm not seeing it. I'm just not going to see it. So I think it's wrong. It's hard to argue with the families of 9-11 victims, of course. And so in Donald Trump's situation, you end up looking bad 
no matter what you do. But they really have no business, these 9-11 families, demanding that a golf golf club, private golf club, no matter who owns it, scheduling X, Y, or Z. You don't have to go and support it. But where did we come up with this idea in this country that you can start requesting businesses to stop doing business with certain people? If you don't like who they do business with, don't do business with them. If you have a family member who was a victim of 9-11, or if you don't, and you just don't like the Saudis, then don't go to the tournament. It's just like television or radio. If you don't like what you're hearing, nobody's holding you captive. Turn the channel. But I hope that Donald Trump doesn't cave into this. In their letter, they write, we simply cannot understand how you could agree to accept money from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's Golf League to host their tournament at your golf course and to do so in the shadows of Ground Zero, which lost over 700 residents during the attacks in New Jersey. It is incomprehensible to us that a former president of the United States would cast our loved ones aside for personal financial gain. Shut up! You know what? I'm sick of that kind of caterwauling and whining. I don't care if it's the 9-11 family's victims or not. Shut the F up. Cast your loved ones aside. I got news for everybody that's listening. If a company backed by Saudi money offered a job to any one of these 9-11 family victim, uh, victim families for twice the salary that they're making, they'd jump at it in a heartbeat And they wouldn't be casting their loved ones aside. They'd be taking advantage of a good employment opportunity. Cast our loved ones aside. Shove it. The hell's wrong with these people? So for the rest of time, no one in the United States can do business with Saudi Arabia or anyone from Saudi Arabia, when no proof is, exists that Saudi Arabia had anything to do with the hijackings, simply because they were nationalists from Saudi Arabia under the watchful training of Osama bin Laden, who is not a Saudi and who is at odds with the uh, Saudi government before we took him out. It's unbelievable. Now, Trump is in favor of this live tour because he's a capitalist. I disagree with him on it. Uh, He's he's even said publicly that the PGA Tour players who don't take the money are going to get nothing after a merger takes place. Well, I don't think there will be a merger. I think the PGA is dug in on this, but it's going to go to court. We know that much. But let's just go down the list of what the PGA Tour did to President Trump. And he has every right in the world to be critical of the PGA Tour. So maybe that's where his sentiments come from. But in 2017, they moved their high-profile event at Trump's Doral, Florida course to Mexico. That same tournament has been relocated back to Florida, but is not on the Trump-owned course. They tried to get the LPGA to move their Women's U.S. Open from 
this same course in New Jersey that's hosting the Live Tournament. So the attacks on President Trump are singular and individually aimed, and they're never aimed anywhere else. So if I'm Trump, I very politely tell the families of 9-11, this is a business deal. It has nothing to do with casting anyone aside. We are very supportive of the families. We are supportive of anyone involved who lost loved ones. But we also recognize that while 15 of the 19 hijackers were Saudi nationalists, there has been no proof connected to the Saudi government. End of discussion. If the 9-11 victim families don't like it, if some other people don't like it, tough bones. Go whine about something else. I'm so sick and tired of whiners in this country. Newt Gingrich had it perfectly stated earlier when we played that clip. It's a bunch of weirdos supporting other weirdos, and it's the most minuscule percentage of people in this country. And somehow the liberals attached to the weirdos. And now we've got these families of 9-11 whining and bitching about a golf tournament. Good grief. You don't have anything better to do? Why don't you go support Tunnels to Towers, one of the greatest organizations ever founded in this country? Those folks actually have your family victims in mind. They actually have the families of those murdered in the 9-11 terrorist attack in mind. They support them financially. They build them homes. I contribute every month to them. That's not a pat on the back for me. But a lot of people like me do. But that's not enough for these people. They now think they can dictate to businesses where they can and can't hold very lucrative golf tournaments. I got news for you. Donald Trump is not going to cancel that golf tournament. I would bet my life on it. And he shouldn't. He should not. That's the last word of the day, and that's going to wrap us for today. We're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com in the Window World King's Court. Don't forget the podcast will be heard here on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to that today. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everyone. (laughs) 